have good news for you. I've spent over 15 hours researching fantasy football this week, and trust me when I say these are the 12 players you need to sit week five. Beginning with, yes, Najee Harris. Believe it or not, you want to bench him. So for starters, he's only finished as a top 20 running back once this season, but things are even more concerning than that because now he's facing the Buffalo Bills. And the Steelers are 14-point underdogs this week, which historically is not good for running backs. It means less carries, which means Najee's going to have to rely on targets. But I have some concerning news about those targets. You see, Kenny Pickett is going to make his first career NFL start this week. The rookie, he's more mobile, so he's less likely to check down to running backs, and you can see for yourself. According to John Daigle, Kenny Pickett threw 13 times in the second half this past week in his debut. Zero of those 13 were to Najee Harris. And Najee's overall usage this year in the passing game is also concerning. Because last year, Najee Harris led all running backs with 25 routes run per game. He was basically a wide receiver out there. But that number this year is down to just 14 routes run per game. He left one game early. If you take that out, it's only still 17 routes run per game. He's not being used as often. He's actually staying in and blocking more, which is a concern for his fantasy upside. So yeah, it's going to sound crazy to you, but based on my projections, I would sit Najee Harris this week. And I would also bench this next running back. And that is Rashad Penny, who we said to trade away in our previous videos from this week. He just had a great week in week four. He ended up putting up a massive game of 25 plus points. He has two touchdowns. He ends up getting 150 rushing yards. He was fantastic, but he did it against the Lions 31st ranked run defense, and he's not facing the Lions every week. In fact, he has a really difficult matchup this week because according to Pro Football Focus, Seattle has the worst run blocking advantage this week, and it's actually the third worst on the entire season so far the first four weeks. This is not good for Rashad Penny. And they're facing the Saints defensive line who are actually top five at limiting yardage, just 1.1 yards before contact. Now compared to last week, the Lions allowed the most yards before contact. Translation, there won't be any easy yards for Penny this week. Sit him and this veteran wide receiver. And that's Deontay Johnson, who last week only saw four targets. And this is really, really interesting. First of all, it was the first time he saw less than 10 targets on the year and the first time in his last seven NFL games that he hasn't seen 10 targets. And it was significant because he only had four, not six, not seven, just four. And like we mentioned earlier, Kenny Pickett is going to be making his first NFL career start and using John Daigle's tweet yet again, Deontay Johnson last week saw just a 15% target share, which is about half of his normal season target share this year with Mitch Trubisky and what he was seeing last year with Ben Roethlisberger. Early on, so far on 13 attempts, Kenny Pickett really likes George Pickens, and Pat Fryermuth. And it makes sense because the Pickens rookie got a lot more reps with the rookie Kenny Pickett in the preseason with the second team offense. But Deontay's volume isn't the only concerning thing this week. He's also facing the Buffalo Bills who are a top 10 secondary. And yeah, this is still a rookie quarterback who threw three interceptions, not all his fault last week, but still rookie quarterback against a good secondary concerning spot for a wide receiver. And according to Pro Football Focus, all of these matchups for these wide receivers against the Bills secondary are going to be below average. It makes a lot of sense here. Even with a banged up secondary, they got some safeties back the Bills, it's still going to be a tough spot for the Steelers. And maybe the most alarming thing to me is that Deontay Johnson's cheat code is no longer there. You see, Deontay is known for yards after the catch. He's basically been top 10 in yards after the catch at the wide receiver position since entering the league. This year, he has just six, not 60, just six yards after the catch through four games, ranks 127th, second to last out of every wide receiver in the league. This is not good. So sit Deontay and this Washington wide receiver. And that would be Terry McLaurin, who even with Jahan Dotson potentially going to be missing a week or two his role's not going to change and he's still a sit because his role has changed to just being a deep threat a one-dimensional deep threat no short to intermediate passes he has 10 deep targets of 20 plus yards on the year second most in the nfl and just look at how significant this is this year he has 17.9 yards per reception by far the largest of his career and normally this is just the numbers you see for deep threat guys downfield now normally this would be a good thing we like seeing deep targets it leads to explosive plays but not when your quarterback is costing wentz you see wentz currently ranks 23rd in deep ball accuracy completing just 30 percent of his deep ball 
fastball. So this is leading to a lot of uncatchable targets for McLaurin. And overall, Wentz ranks 29th out of every quarterback, right? He had that great week one, a solid week two for fantasy. 29th in overall quarterback efficiency this year. Doesn't help when you're a one-dimensional deep threat. I mean, McLaurin is basically Marquez Valdez-Scanling, the former Packer, now Kansas City Chief, except he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. So sit him and this veteran running back. You don't want to play Ezekiel Elliott this week. The Cowboys currently have the second worst run blocking advantage. We talked about Seattle having the worst. The Cowboys, the second worst run blocking advantage this week, according to Pro Football Focus. Minus 46% means compared to the league average matchup, that's how far off they are from it. Minus 46%. And this matchup is against the Los Angeles Rams, who rank second in run defense, which is already bad, but it gets even worse. Because Zeke's probably not going to get it on the ground, which means he needs to see targets. Zeke is currently averaging just 1.8 targets per game, which is 57% less than his career average. This is no good. And it's not like Cooper Rush isn't targeting the running back position. He's just targeting a different running back. And that would be Tony Pollard, who's earning 3.3 targets per game on 20% less snaps than Ezekiel Elliott. This is concerning for Zeke's floor in this matchup and obviously his upside. So you want to sit Zeke and his former teammate because Amari Cooper is going to be in another tough spot. You see, last week he faced AJ Terrell, who had a couple of rough starts to the season, but Terrell last week on 100% of the snaps ended up holding Amari Cooper to just one reception. And now Amari is facing the Los Angeles Chargers top 12 secondary that if anything is trending up. Now here's what you need to know. Amari has taken advantage of good matchups like the New York Jets and even the Pittsburgh Steelers on a short notice game, but in tough matchups against good cornerbacks, JC Horn a top five corner. AJ Terrell a top five corner last year and trending that way this year. He's put up basically goose eggs. And now he'll be facing JC Jackson, the former Patriot who was a top five cornerback in the NFL in coverage last year. And so far this year, it's not going to look good. 102 out of 108 cornerbacks. So it's going to be seeming like he's a bottom five cornerback this year, but he's playing through injury. He was banged up the first couple of weeks. He actually missed the first couple of weeks. And it's a small sample of now just two games where he's been injured, but he actually has been practicing so far this week. This is encouraging. So there is a threat of a shutdown with JC Jackson getting healthier. And obviously Brissett is still throwing the ball to Amari, which is a risk. So avoid Amari and this running back. And that would be the Washington running back, Antonio Gibson, who has seen not only his snaps reduce every single week of the year to playing just 33.8% this past week, but also his fantasy points have dropped every week. He just had a season low nine points in week four, but that's not all because now he's facing the number six ranked Tennessee Titans run defense. And that's the biggest part of their defense, probably for a couple of years now. And even worse news, the Washington commanders have not only designated Brian Robinson to return, meaning he has 21 days to practice, but he is going to be expected to practice this week. He might return and play week five. And just a reminder, Robinson actually beat out Gibson in the preseason for the starting role here. So you want to sit Gibson and this Bills wide receiver. Now this one is tough, but Gabe Davis is probably worth sitting unless, unless we'll have one caveat, his health improves. Because Davis right now is earning a target on just 11% of his routes. Normally these type of players don't make it in the NFL, right? 96th amongst wide receivers this year. That's not good. You like to see this number near the 20s to 30s. And to make matters worse, the targets that he has seen aren't even valuable. Now what I mean by this is the cheat code targets for a wide receiver are their red zone targets or deep targets. Stuff that can lead to big fantasy impacts. He has just one deep target and one red zone target. He was known for his deep targets last year. That was his whole game. Downfield usage. He's not seeing them this year. And now this is concerning even in a top five offense with Josh Allen because they're not overall throwing the ball downfield as much the way defenses are playing them with two safeties over the top. Now Gabe Davis has been questionable for back-to-back games and he's played through injury. So it is very, very likely that this ankle injury he's dealing with is limiting his production. There's no way he became this bad all of a sudden. So you want to bench him this week unless he practices in full all week and the reports look great. Then sit this rookie running back. Now you may have just added Tyler Algier off the waivers this week because Cordell Patterson got hurt and you think I got a starter, I got a flex play at the very least. Well, you, you can't start him this week. Even though he just went for 104 total yards, although like half of this came on one play that if you watch the play, there was a pretty massive hold on that play. But even though he went for 100 plus yards as a rookie, this is not the spot to start him because he's facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that rank first in run 
tackling, right? When a running back has the ball, they are number one. They don't miss tackles all that often. And this backfield in Atlanta will definitely be a committee of probably three running backs. And if you watched the game last week, Caleb Huntley might actually be the guy to own for right now until Cordell Patterson and Damian Williams return for this specific week because he just looked better than Algier. Last week, he ended up seeing double-digit carries in 23% of the snaps, and he saw all of the goal line work and actually had four red zone touches. So that's going to be something that's going to hurt the upside of Algier in a tough matchup. And you know how I mentioned they'll probably use three running backs? Yeah, they used Avery Williams last week, even when Patterson was in there for the game, right? For half to three quarters of the game, Avery Williams still plays 13% of the snaps. Expect him to be used as they've used three and four running backs all season long. So avoid this messy backfield and then sit this veteran wide receiver. And that would be Michael Gallup, who returned last week. But look, he was clearly limited. He only played 62% of the snaps, which is about 20 to 25% less than his normal career average as a starter. And this makes complete sense because he's ahead of schedule on his injury return. They don't want to push him. They're going to take it easy. And soon you'll get to be playing Gallup and Dak together, and he'll be a great stash, especially waiver wire pickup for you. But for right now, expect limited usage, and the matchup is not great against the Rams. It's a below average matchup for every single one of them against a Rams top 10 secondary. Led by Jalen Ramsey, who will probably be on Gallup for at least half of Gallup's snaps when CeeDee Lamb moves into the slot and Ramsey doesn't follow him. And Ramsey right now is top three in coverage in the NFL, allowing just 10 catches for the first four weeks. So you want to sit Gallup and grab this material. And that would be the Supreme Cheat Sheet that has everything you need to win your week and your league. And here's the big thing. It's just a one-time payment for the entire season of $10. And if you don't win your fantasy league, I'll be happy to refund that $10 for you. This is risk-free. Yeah, that's right. So if you want to join the thousands of other people currently using the cheat sheet to win their league, well then click the link in the description to learn more. And then don't play J.K. Dobbins this week, who had a great week last week. He had over 20 fantasy points, but most of it stemmed from two touchdowns. Because you see, Dobbins barely played 50% of the snaps. And depending on where you look on who tracks snaps, he played exactly 50% of the snaps last week. And now he's facing a top three tackling team in the Bengals. So sit him this week. And then sit the entire Panthers receiving core. Now the obvious guys in question here are going to be DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Sit both dudes. Because the Panthers right now rank 31st in passing offense. They were dead last last year and they should be dead last this year if it wasn't for a historically bad offense in Chicago. So you get a really bad offense and now they're going to be facing the 49ers who rank first in secondary coverage this year. It's going to be lockdown city very easily for these cornerbacks in San Francisco. And not only that, but the 49ers have allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Sixth fewest to the wide receiver position. This includes facing DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and now they're going to have to face Baker Mayfield, which is a scary day for Baker because Joey Bosa and this defensive line ranked top five in pass rush this season. And that's real concerning for Baker, who ranks 31st in true completion percentage. And this includes when there's a clean pocket. Now he's going to be pressured for a lot of this game. So assuming you have any decent depth, sit these players in week five. And before the week starts, try and send some trades out because now's the time to buy some studs. And if you want to see the league winners that you should be trading for right now, then check out this lovely, lovely video right here you beautiful people. And if you're not already, the 60% of you, hit the subscribe button that aren't subscribed.